My name's Chris Latham. I'm the Artistic Director of The Flowers of War. It's an unusual project. I've been a festival director. Before that, I was a violinist in the Australian Chamber Orchestra. I was also an editor for people like Peter Sculthorpe, Ross Edwards. I've always been very interested in sacred music. I grew up in a cathedral choir, and so that was my first experience of music. And I'm very interested in healing because my father was a doctor and my grandmother was a nurse in World War I, which is the reason why I'm so interested in this period. And I've always been very interested in the fact that these events have very long shadows. And I think we're almost unconscious of some of the ways that it sort of hangs on us even now. I feel like there are Greek tragedies, the stories of the First World War, and I think it's really important to know them because if we really knew them, we wouldn't do it again. We've just been listening to Frederick Septimus Kelly's last work, The Somme Lament, a piece he wrote two weeks before his death in France. And I was always very drawn to Frederick Septimus Kelly. He's sort of the archetypal composer in the First World War. Musicians often are aristocrats or else they're the working class, and he's very much the former. His brother was the sitting member for Wentworth during the First World War. Another brother helped start the Sydney Symphony. Kelly himself goes over to Eton at the age of 10 because he's such a piano virtuoso that he, uh, there's no one left in Sydney to teach him. And so he goes over there and he becomes an extremely adept pianist and a very good composer and picks up rowing along the side and wins a gold medal at the 1908 London Olympics. He becomes quite well known in Germany. And he, he ends up being a, a very significant musician in London. Pablo Casals, a cellist, uses him as a pianist. He plays with the London Symphony, comes back, plays with Sydney Symphony as a soloist, that sort of thing. And then he goes into the First World War and I started on f trying to find him a long time ago, about 10 years now. And so then there was about a decade of work trying to find the manuscripts, recording the works, and then in the case of the Somme Lament, orchestrating it because it was just written as what we call a short score, which is for piano. And it was very, it was very gratifying to bring it back to life. One of the things that impressed me about him is that he wrote more music in the trenches than any other composer. And uh, I think that talks to his talent. He's writing it all in his head. And then when he gets access to some paper, he writes it down. There's no sketches. It's just the final clean draft. It's a bit like Mozart. And the fact that an Australian would be the one who'd written the most, uh, I was drawn to that as well. There was something about the ability he had to be able to make a calm place in his mind amidst all this chaos that I found really interesting. Well, that's a work that you have arranged and orchestrated, as you've said, and it's part of The Digger's Requiem, a much grander work that has been completed just in time for the end of the World War I centenary celebrations. It's really the climax to your Flowers of War project, isn't it? Tell me more about The Digger's Requiem, Chris. Well, I noticed that when I started on all this work that no art music composer had, had ever written works about the First World War on this scale. So uh, in England, for example, the Benjamin Britten War Requiem is a very well-known piece and we didn't have a, an equivalent. Uh, I'd started in 2005 to do work on Gallipoli and realised that about Gallipoli and so I'd made, I'd proposed to the Department of Veteran Affairs that we spend 10 years making a Gallipoli symphony that would involve Turkish, New Zealand and Australian composers and we made that, it was very successful. But I, I particularly wanted to write something Australian about the First World War Western Front experiences because my mother's French, it was very meaningful to me. And the idea was to try to bring together as many composers as possible 
we would each write a different chapter about these different battles. And the idea was to be very truthful. So the piece starts, you know, essentially our experiences on the Western Front are dismal for at least two to three years. There were many things I found very meaningful about the Diggers Requiem, but the most important one was to give an Australian voice to these experiences and basically try to make it real enough for people that we would never do it again. At the same time, also honouring the contributions of those who did those things. I've always thought that there's some aspect of the Jesus experience in those young soldiers. You know, they go over there to try to secure peace in the world and they, they suffer terribly. And, uh, and those who come back, you know, they suffer in their own ways. I don't think anyone who goes through that experience comes out unmaimed. Well, Chris, you have written the final movement to the Digger's Requiem, the Prayer for Peace, which you've described as an encore. But I want to finish with a work by Ross Edwards in particular. It's the Lux Eterna and In Paradisum, which also is preceded by John Grant's Lament for the Pipers Who Fell in the Great War. Just explain what's going on with this piece. Well, the John Grant lament for the pipers lost in the Great War comes from the Pipes of War, which is a book that was published of all the all of the songs that were written by pipers in the trenches. And uh, this is one that he dedicates to all those who died. There's a book also that lists all those pipers who died. It's about a thousand pipers and drummers, so it's a, you know it's a significant loss. And we use that as the cantus firmus. So this is a bass line that repeats over and over and over. And I was talking about casting before, and Ross Edwards, who he is in this symphony is the mystic. And so his piece has to sit on top of this. I gave him the bagpipe solo and said, could you work with this? And he said he'd like to. So he has, his piece has to sit on top of that. It has to incorporate 62,000 bells, one for each of the Australian dead in the First World War. And that is bringing light to the dead, which is the Lux Eterna text. And then finally in the In Paradisum, the angel then sings to us from heaven and she says, we the dead speak to you, the living make peace. And she sings that in the three languages, French, German and English. And the very strong wish is that somehow from this work that there would be an increased devotion to making peace in the world. And uh, that's essentially, that's the crux of the piece. That's the sound of one soprano and 62,000 bells, representing each of the Australian lives lost in the First World War. It was from Ross Edwards' Lux Eterna in Paradisum, one of the final movements from the Diggers' Requiem, a major new Australian work to commemorate the end of World War I. Chris Latham was speaking with Jeff Wood, and you can hear more on RN's music show.